21 lines up where it says Bila Meakevipo um, and the topic is going to be the, the, it's going to stretch the whole uh, basically until the Anyod Teda Mudbet where we start talking about another part of the Mishnah um, where the, we, have, we have a Mishnah on 17a that's the Mishnah we're talking about and that Mishnah talks about Bikurim let's go back to that Mishnah actually um, go back to 17a for a moment, um, it says, bikurim akra, Someone who eats bikurim um, before they didn't they didn't call the name on it, etc. So those are the cases we've been talking about so far. All we've been talking about is the bikurim, and this is saying that someone didn't call uh, didn't. This is a person someone who didn't um, call. A, and you didn't do the recitation, nevertheless they get Malkos. So um, yeah, so you need the you need to call the you need to do the Kriya. When you come and you bring Bikurim to the temple, it's not enough just to place it down. You need to do the Kriya. If you didn't do the Kriya and you ate it and and the and the Kohen ate it. Alright, so when you bring Bikurim to the temple you have to do two things. You have to you have to place it, it gets placed in the Azara by the Kohen. Um and then you have to do a recitation. I brought the Bikurim, there's a whole recitation. Aramio uh, Vedavi, that whole, from we say from Seder Pesach. So here, if someone ate the Bikurim, if the Kohen ate the Bikurim and the person didn't, um, didn't do the recitation, the Kohen's Hayav, it gets Malkos. And so we see here, that's the view, that you, it's the, the, the Kriya is Makkevit, the, the reading, the recitation uh, makes it go into effect. So that's the approach we've been dealing with so far. Um, and then we're going to deal a little bit in Yud Mubet with the second part. That's kind of like the, the order here. So if we go back to Yud Mubet, um, the, the Gemara is going to stretch from this page through Yud Aleph until the top of Yud Mubet to be dealing. It's going to be deal, dealing with um, the topic of Bikurim and calling. We're doing the recitation or not? The whole topic, the recitation or not? Then we're going to talk about Kodesh Kodeshim. That's the second part of the mission. Okay, that's like three lines. That's going to be tutorial. Yeah. Um, okay, so again, we're like 20, what did I say, 21, 21, 20, 21 lines <laughs> up. Good memory. Um, bila, uh, it starts with Bila. So we're, we're picking up three line, three words in. Of Acha Bar Yaakov. Matne la Kedarebi Asi. Amar Yochanan. So the previous statement, okay. This is where we are. It says here, it opens up. Rav Acha Bar Yaakov Matni La Kedarebi Asi Amar Asi Amar Yochanan. So we have Rav Acha Bar Yaakov Matni La Kedarebi Asi Amar Yochanan. Yochanan Rabbi Yochanan. So this statement earlier that we saw, if you go up like seven lines, we saw the statement Rabbi Elazar Amar Hoshaya Bikrim Hanachama Kevabehem. Um, I think I was right. There's a statement. Where's this Rabbi Asi? Oh, sorry. Where's the Rabbi Asi? There's a statement of Rabbi Asi somewhere. <laughs> I'm not finding it now. But um, who holds? Matnila. Lahad Rabbi Eliezer Amar Rabbi Hoshaya. Uh, okay, okay, okay. The previous statement. Amarbi Elazar, Amarbi Yoshaya, above, which says, Bikrim Hanachama Kevapahen. That statement that Bikrim, in order for them to go into effect, you have to place them. It's enough to place them. Rav Achabar Yaakov would, would, would teach the words of Rav Asi Amarbi Yochanan on the backdrop of those words. Basically, Rabbi Yochanan, uh, version number one. Version number one is. 
Bikurim goes into effect with placing. We're connected to the previous well, Mechim Mechim means that we can't eat it. It prevents us from, yeah, eating. Prevents us from eating it. But once you do the placing, you can eat it. You don't have to do, um, you don't have to do the recitation. All right, so you bring the Bikurim to the temple. As you bring your Bikurim, you bring it to the Kohen. I looked it up. The Kohen places it in the Azara. Once it's placed, it's done. If you, didn't, you forgot to do the recitation that you're supposed to do with Bikurim, it still goes into effect that Kohen can eat it. But if you hold that... Um, even though our Mishnah says it doesn't. Even though our Mishnah says it doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, wait, our, yeah exactly. Okay. Right. That's there because we saw there's this machlok between Rabbi Shimon and Chachamin. Right. Our Mishnah it goes by Rabbi Shimon. We had the whole question. Who's this go by? Uh, the Rabbi Shimon. Um, we're going to see the machlok. Rabbi, uh, there's another Rabbi Yochanan that says it doesn't. You need to do once you put it into the temple, it, you put the koan places in the Azara, and you have to do your recitation. If you didn't do um, your recitation, and the koan eats it, he's chaya. This is a machloka between Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Yochanan. It seems like that's what I'm going to say here. Kashele, uh, Kashele, uh, okay. Kashele, the Rabbi Yochanan, Umi Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Bikurim Anachama Kevibehen, Kiraimei Kavibehen, Vaha Bamine Rabbi Asim Rabbi Yochanan, Bikurim Mei Matamu Turin Lekoni, Vamarle Haroin Lekira Mishikarai Lehim, Shirinika Mishiru Pneabai. So you're going to say, so we, originally we said that uh, Rabbi Yochanan says, Bikurim Hanacham HaKevet. We're holding this state. This is the more lenient, right? This is the easier. It's, well, it depends which way you're going. But this says it goes into effect uh, with the first step. You need one, one step. And then you need two steps. One, one, one step so that the Kohen can eat. So that the Because we can, yeah, so we can never eat. Yes. The Israel can never yeah. eat the Bikurim. Yes, yeah. so the Kohen can eat. Go into effect for Kohen. Here you need two steps. You need um, you need uh, you need placing and and recitation. So, wouldn't this be more about the the Kohen and not about the Israel? This is about the Kohen. Oh, but that, I that mean, was, that's what the mission was talking about. But I, I mean, why would they? If why would they need real? to hear the recitation? Yeah. Oh, is it? Do they written? need to hear the? Yeah. The I guess the the actual. Why act would they would need it unless they would? You're, you have not fulfilled the mitzvah bikurim. You're still, I guess, it's still considered your your produce until you do the recitation. Once you do the recitation, it goes over to God's. Even though you God's cannot hands. eat the bikurim, you cannot eat it. Even if you did nothing, but you, but you cannot eat it. But it's still not like considered property of God, as if. But I, the kohen is chayev. The kohen so is chayev until you do the recitation. Right. If he eats it. Once you, but once if you, he eats it. Right. But I'm, but I'm adding, once you do the recitation, it's as if you kind of transformed it to to, to like a godly thing. You know, say so if you if you just placed it, it's not complete in the possession of the temple, and the coin can't eat it. But once you do the recitation, you say, "I thank God for everything." You put God into the picture, then it becomes godly, and then the coin can eat it. I think that's one way to understand it. But so. the kohen would wait for the kriya before he'd have to it. wait according to the second view. According to the first view, so the in other words, the kohen wouldn't eat it unless he's heard the kriya. Yes. So the so the second, right? I mean, so what situation would he become? Well, let's say uh, the I don't know maybe they the the Jew uh, the Jew uh, the guy brought someone brought to the temple and he forgot to do the kriya and the kohen maybe but forgot to hear it. There's also more than one kohen. Yeah. So that's I, true. I still, so, so yeah. I mean, I mean not just kohen, right? There's lots of kohen had your so yeah. So I think I think it still is the case. I I made the comment yesterday as we were leaving that there's a difference between the sort of the state of the universe when you're in the that you can make kriya. And the state of the universe when you can't. Right? Once you can't make Kriya, yeah. no Kohen, whether he was in the Azarata here or no, not, suddenly somebody leaves some something in the Azara. Nobody made Kriya on that. I know that for a fact. Kohen walks into the Azara, sees something left there before the end of Chag. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody did. Mm-hmm. Everything right. Because we're in the state when it could be done, so there there is a practicality to yeah. this. Meaning, because that the answer right. is part of his question. Yeah. Right. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. So, so this is this is going to be relevant for the chart that I bring here. Um, it says, Kasha, So so one 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 on one level, you say that Rabbi Elton holds. 
placing is enough. Meaning, everyone told you should do the Kriya, but if you forgot to do the Kriya, right? Placing is enough. But on the other hand, you have a statement of Rabbi Yochanan, which contradicts this. It says, Rabbi Asi asked Rabbi Yochanan, when are Bikurim permitted to the Kohanim? That's the question, right? That's the question we're talking about. Amarle, are we in the Kriya Mishikara land? Those that are, that are, those that are um, eligible for recitation, I mean, they're not, they're not Tameh or whatever, um, I guess that's the shot. That's even that's even like that's steps. That's that's even he's bringing in three steps into here. Um, so if you look at the if you look at the chart here, I try to put it in the chart chart formation. Let's just go through it. Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan holds that um, the Rabbi Yochanan one is always if you. You, you, he doesn't require a recitation. Always requires placing, no matter what. No matter if the the, the fruits are eligible for kriya or ineligible, he doesn't talk about that. If it's if it's recitation, he doesn't require placing. He does require. But this second approach, Rabbi Elchanan says, if it's eligible for kriya, he requires recitation. Let's not look at the brackets. That's already the answer. But if he requires recitation, if if it's eligible for kriya, he also requires. It requires placing, also requires recitation. If it's not eligible for Kriya, he's very lenient. He says you don't just require you don't you only you don't only not require a recitation. You don't require placing. It's enough that it sees the face uh, out here. It has to just come and and, and enter the temple. It doesn't have to even be placed. Is this chart kind of clear? Or is this and this. That sort of makes sense. These two dark spots yeah. are the ones where he's holek on yeah. his two sheets. <clears throat> yeah. But what I was going to say, it just makes sense. You, you brought fruit to the temple. You brought, for what purpose? Clearly you had an yeah. intent to bring Bikurim. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so why not accept it? Yeah, there Bikurim? are three levels. Bring it to the temple, placing it down, and doing the recitation. This second approach says, says if it's not eligible for Kriya, if there are fruits that aren't eligible, for, I don't know what that means really, to be honest with you. Uh, those that aren't, if they're not Bikurim, brought fruits that weren't. So, but, but I think we're talking about Bikurim, that's the thing. So, Bikurim that aren't eligible for Kriya. Um, I don't know, but there, there's a state like that. I'll, I'll look it up for tomorrow. But and It's not about after Chag or something. After Chag, then you can't bring it. Then you can't bring it, yeah. so it's not that. So. But nevertheless, there is a state of Bikurim that you could bring, and it, you wouldn't even have to uh, lay them, you didn't have to place them down. It would be enough just for them to enter the temple. And so that seems like it's different than the original statement of Rabbi Yochanan on both sides. On the side that um, for recitation, he's, he's more, he, he doesn't require in the, when it's, he doesn't require recitation when it's eligible for Kriya, and the second statement says he does. Um, so, okay. That's, that's the, it's, so they're going to answer that these aren't really state, how I'm understanding is that they, these aren't Rabbi Yochanan's opinions. These are him quoting different Tanaim. So if you just like look in, so this is what they're going to say. Right, Rabbi Yochanan is stating different Tanaim. So when he says you don't require recitation for things that are eligible for Kriya, that's, that's a sage's approach. So we've been seeing that. Hanacha is Ma'akevet, everything else not. And the view that he says you require recitation, that's Rabbi Shima. That's what we've seen all the time. You have to do Kriya. That's the, that's the view in the Mishnah. Um, and when he said that they're not eligible for Korea, uh, it's enough to just place. That's again, that's that's the sages because it's all about placing. And the view that you, it's enough to just see the enter the temple. That's a view we haven't seen yet. That's like a the most lenient view, um, yeah, the most lenient view in terms of allowing the coin to eat it. And that's Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda is so okay. We're going to see how, how Rabbi Yehuda learns it out. But we're going to ask, who is this Rabbi Yehuda? And we're going to ask, uh, how does he get to his, his teaching that it's enough to just see the, see the temple? All right. Um, okay, so let's read this inside. Kasha Kriya, Kasha Hanacha, Hanacha. That's a Kasha Kriya, eligible, and Kasha Kanacha, Hanacha. Kriya, Kriya, lo Kasha, Harabi Shimon, Harabanan. So when he says that, like we said, when he says Kriya is Meakevet, it's Rabbi Shimon. He says Kriya is not, and Hanacha is Meakevet, that's Rabbanan. Hanacha, Hanacha, Nami lo Kasha, Harabi Yehuda, Harabanan. When he says Hanacha is the Kohen can't eat until you do Hanacha. That's that's Chachamim. When he says the Kohen, the Hanacha, you don't even have to do Hanacha. It's not to see Pnei Abayit. That's Rabbi Yehuda. Okay. 
So, who, what's Rabbi Yehuda's opinion? Who, which, which Rabbi Yehuda is this? They're asking about this. We haven't seen this Rabbi Yehuda yet. All we've seen is these two approaches. Kriyan Ha. That's what we've been talking about. Kriyan Ha this whole time. Where does Rabbi Yehuda come from? The Tanya Rabbi Yehuda Omer. Binachto Zotnufa. Atal Mer Zotnufa. Oino Ela Anachama Mashu Mer Vinicho Hare Anacha. Warhamani Mekem Hanachto Zotnufa. Okay. Let's look at our uh, source here. Our, um, if you want to um, take a look at. Uh, the verse one and two. In Dvarim it says, "Lakach kona tene miyadecha vinicho ifnei Hashem." These are two verses in the same sequence. One is Dal and one is Yud. So the Kohen takes it. I just highlight this yadecha because that's relevant for what we're going to learn later. But right now it says the Kohen takes it from from your hand and he places it ifnei means that's the hanacha. Okay, so that's one one first for hanacha. Vinitav amarti you have to say you know then you go and say the kriya. That's the pasuk. So you have hanacha and kriya. And later on it says v'tayin eveti etorishi depiyad amash and etadashem vinachtoli fnei Hashem alakach. He places it. So it's apparently there's good good support to say that you do you have to do hanacha right. There's two pesukim that say do hanacha. Now, um, so I'm just going to give it away. The person the the view that says. Um, which uh, Chachamim, the sages that say Hanacha is man, you have to do Hanacha. If you don't do Hanacha, it doesn't count. They're going to say because it says it twice, Yinichov Hanachto. That makes it mean. That makes it uh, not just you have to do it, but rather that if you don't do it, it's it's uh, doesn't work. It's not it goes into effect. Rabbi Yehuda is going to say I darshan one of these Hanacha. I forget which one. I darshan one of them for something else. I darshan that for Tnufa. That's some, another topic. So if I only have one. Then, it, then Hanachai, you need to do it, but it's not something that that withholds you from fulfilling the the obligation uh, mm-hmm. from fulfilling the obligation of Bikurim. That's going to be the lema. So let's see this. Rabbi Yudomer v'inachto v'inachto. That's that's the second verse here on our source sheet. V'inachto zot tnufa. So he's taking verse two and saying that's talking about tnufa. Atamer zot tnufa ine ele hanachah mamash kshuomer v'inecho arei hanachah. So the first verse talking about hanachah. And more, how many became to anechtozo tenufa? Okay, so the second verse two is tenufa. So you don't have two. This is the uh, brief thing on tenufa. There's a very tenufa for shlamim and for bikurim. And the idea is that you and the kohen join together in like raising up what you bring. Um, so there's two opinions. One is that you you put your hands underneath the what you bring the food, and the kohen or the shlamim, and the kohen raises it up underneath your hand. And some people say you go in different directions. Kind of like the, like the lulav, show that God is everywhere. Another approach, like Tosa, that says you shouldn't put your hand, his hand on your hands. Rather, you hold the bot, you hold the, the 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 lid, the area of the of a container, and the coin puts his hands underneath it. Nevertheless, there's some sort of action where you're both raising it up together, and so um, one of these verses is appropriated to that. So, um, okay. Um, okay. So Umanda, so who's the Tana? So we have uh, we said Rabbi Yehuda holds that uh, Rabbi Yehuda holds that it's it's not ob- obligatory. Um, it's enough that you brought it to the temple. Manta, so who who disagrees with? Um, we always say Chachamim. Is you Chachamim Hanachah Who are these Chachamim? So it could be a lot of Chachamim. It could be a lot of sages. But here they're going to say it's a specific sage. It's Rabbi Ezer Ben Yaakov. Um, the time so. Who disagrees? So he learns it out from a whole other pasuk, right? Um, he learns it out from the beginning of verse one, tenufa, tenufa. So um, I actually put these. I uh, put little one, two, threes next to these. You see, uh, like in, in brackets. In verse one, he has one verse that talks about tenufa. Then he has these other two left to talk about hanacha. So for him, he has two verses that relate to Hanachah. So therefore, Eliezer ben Yaakov, he's set. And you can say that it's if you don't do Hanachah, you're, you're in trouble. You don't do placing. Because he uses the Lakach Atene for Tenufa. And that's not even connected to Hanachah. So, Eliezer ben Yaakov, Hudetanya. Lakach Kohen Yadecha, Limedal Bikrim Shtunin Tenufa. Diverbi Eliezer ben Yaakov. Okay. So what's, so we're, so again, so now we're going to ask. That's nice. Rabbi Elizabeth ben Yaakov holds that you have to have Hanacha because he has two verses that are open for Hanacha. Is that good? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so where does he learn that? So we say he learns out Tenufa from the beginning of the Sutta. But how do we know that he knows that that's Tenufa? 
So he's going to connect verse 1 to verse 3 on the source sheet. They both have yadav. And, uh, and with regards to shlamim, you have to do tenufa. That's verse, that's verse 3. So yadav, yadecha, he connects those two. And that's therefore the lakachamim, yadecha, that's how we know that you have to bring, um, that's how we know you have to bring, uh, to do tenufa. That's what they're going to say here. Do, do they say the same thing as with the Omer? Omer, I mean, when you do tenufa with the Omer, you say, Arami avadavit, avi. That, I, would say, I don't think you do. We do, that, we do that with the Omer too. I don't know. We say it on Pesach in the Seder yeah, Pesach, yeah, but that's. that's no, yeah, I could be wrong, but I know it's in the context of Bikurim. But in Bikurim, you say uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. and all that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's, that's here. Look. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the Omer. That's, that's, that's the Kriya we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. We should read it one time just to see what the Kriya is. It's funny, like, we're talking about this stuff. We like that. Yeah, that's like the yeah, most, sure. that's the essential part of it is the Kriya. Because right. that's what they're really talking about. It's Kriya Makev. So what, what's, the, what's the content of the Kriya? Um, so what's That's verse three. So Cohen puts his hand underneath the his hands, um, the owner's hands, and <coughs> they, they shake it around. They move it around. Okay. Um, right, so when do you become, when do they become, so when do you become, when do you start to become obligated in Bikurim? That's interesting, right? What does that mean? Oh, okay. That's it. Rashi says, look at Rashi on the top of the page. So, Bikurim, when, when do you start becoming, let's say, let's say you ate Bikurim, you brought Bikurim to Jerusalem and you're on your way to Jerusalem. You're on the way to the temple and you eat the Bikurim by accident. Do you get Mita or not? Do you get punished or not? So they're going to say now, no. You only get Mita as a, as a non cohen with the Bikurim eating it when they go into into the temple. Hmm. That's going to say, and Rashi says, Mitat Lezar Ochan. Right? Because the reason I was reading this is like, Mitat Lezar You're always you're have to bring, you're have to bring uh, Bikurim. That's not what I was talking about. When do you become Chayav? When do you become uh, liable for the death penalty when you eat it? You become liable when you bring Bikurim, you're walking to Jerusalem, you're not liable if you eat it. Once you enter the temple and you eat it, as a non, as the areas you're allowed to go in, as a non Kohen, you're liable. So where do we learn this from? This is a, again, so we're talking about Bikurim. This is a little bit of a, um, this is a little bit of a detour. But then we're going to get back again to the Kriya and Hanacha. Um, I think this detour is happening because it's a bright day in the name of Rabbi Eliezer. I think it's Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov. I think it's the same one as before. Therefore, I think this is why they're going in this detour. Sometimes they, they connect things. Be sure so. So you brought you brought um you brought bikurim and you're it was a heavy load right you had all you had a huge wagon of bikurim so you can only bring you know nagla you know as they say in Hebrew like you can only bring uh, uh, chunks at a time so you bring in a certain amount and they're inside the temple part of your stuff's outside the temple. So, um, and let's say you, you ate both of them. Let's say, say you ate both of them. Or a non-Kohen ate both of them. So, those that are in the temple, those you're high up if you ate them. Those are outside the temple. Part of the, your part that's outside the temple, you're not high up a lamb if you ate them. That's what they're saying here. Uh, okay, good. Um, okay, so now we're back to Kriya and Hanacha. <laughs> Uh, I thought, 
And so they're going to ask, who does he say? Who, who, who does, whose view is this like? I'm going to try to say, this equals Rabbi Ishmael. So they could have said, this equals another view, Rabbi Ezra ben Yaakov, right? Who says, Anachaz Me'akeva, they could have said it's Chachamim. They bring another one. It's interesting, there's bring a lot of sources that are against our Mishnah. Our Mishnah yeah. says, uh, it's Kriya. I wonder what the halacha is like. It's usually like chachamim. Let's see if they bring us, if they say here. No, yeah, it's not like that approach in the, in the Mishnah. Probably the halacha is like it's enough to place it. You have to do the Kriya, obviously, but... And the Tanakhama is the Rabbanim, right? Is there the... Where? In, in the, in that's the, Rabbi Shimon. Yeah. Rabbi Shimon? Yeah. Remember we said, yeah, remember we said, Ochel Bikurim Achelo Oh, yes. Yeah. yes. If a coin, if you're Korean, then yeah. if the coin ate before you read, you recited, they're not considered Bikurim. Right. That's so you have that whole discussion. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So they're going to say, Rabbi Ishmael, Rabbi Ishmael, Yechol Yalea Dam Maser Shini Bizmana Zebi Yerushalayim Okay. So we're going to try to extract from here, there's a whole discussion here of Rabbi Shimon. It's like, a, it's like a, an interesting discussion. He's trying to figure out if in these days, if there's no temple, you're in, you're in Israel or wherever, you're in Israel, okay? And there's no temple, do you still have to bring your Maser Shani to Jerusalem? Um, yeah, do you have to still have to eat Maser Shani in Jerusalem? Is it dependent on the temple or not? Mm-hmm. Um, that's, his, that's his question. And from his question and his answers, we're going to extrapolate, we're going to try to extrapolate that, that Rav Shesh, that he holds placing, it's an, uh, it goes into effect with placing and you don't need recitation. That's what we're going to try to do. There's an answer to this question. Okay. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Shoshad Mishim Rabbi Yossi said there are three things in the name of three skinim. So we're only going to be learning one of them. I don't know what the other two are. <laughs> um, but here's one of them in the name of Rabbi Ishmael. Today, we don't have the temple. Can you bring, can you bring Maser Shini to Jerusalem and eat it? But Dinhu... Before, so they're going to try to learn out from from different things. Um, so the first time they're going to try to learn out is from four <coughs> angels. They're going to be Kareem. And they're going to try. They're going to try from reverse. Then they're going to try. Or plus Bechor. That's going to be kind of the flow here. I'll see. So they're going to try to learn out from Bechor, uh, firstborn, that they're going to try to learn from Bechor that you you don't have to bring it today. Okay? They're going to say, Bechor equals Maser Shini, and therefore you don't bring today. Bring to Jerusalem. Today. Okay. Let's see. There's a similarity between Bechor and Maser. You have to bring them both to, the, to, a, to a certain location. So, ma b'chor ino ele b'fnei abayit, af maser ino ele b'fnei abayit. So, b'chor. This is for Pidyan Ben. Uh, you would bring them? Yeah, maybe you bring them for, yeah, I don't know. You bring b'chor to the temple. I don't know, I guess maybe to do the, I don't know, maybe to do the Pidya, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But you bring, you bring the b'chor to the temple, and you bring, these both have a similarity. What's their similarity? Um, how about you, um, you have to bring trans- to the place. Trans- they both have that similarity. So they both have that similarity, and before you don't bring you don't bring to Jerusalem today. Therefore, 
Master Shane, you have to introduce them today. They're going to say that that doesn't work out, though. Why? Mala Bachor Shekhen Ta'un. Let's look that up. Let's see if they... Oh, uh, the, the, not the whole of people. It could be Bachor of animals. Yeah, Bachor of animals, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking of... Yeah. yeah. Um, so Bachor of animals you have to bring to the temple. So. Yeah. Eat it in Jerusalem. You have to bring them before to Jerusalem. You have to eat it. Okay. All right. So we're trying to compare. We're, we're, here's the Michael, here's the flow of what we're going to be doing. I'm trying to say Rosh it's, it's a little unorganized, but Rosh Hashanah equals Rabbi Ishmael. Now we're going to say, um, let's try to learn out in different ways how how I can figure out that I don't need. Um, I'm, I'm, we're going we're going to be trying to answer Rabbi Ishmael's question here. This is Rabbi Ishmael's question, and through this we're going to get it, we're going to figure this out. This is the, this is the, we're starting here, but Rabbi Shmuel's main question is, um, Maser, you know, Maser Shani today in Jerusalem? That's his question. And they're going to say, um, they're going to try to bring answers to it in, in different ways. And this is, in, in, in here, this is where we're going to get the opinion that he's like Rav Shechet. It's his opinion on Bikuri. Like, by the way. Mm-hmm. But, but we're, let's just kind of like step out and focus on the general flow of what's going on. So we're going to have a question. Master Shani today, you have to eat in Jerusalem. They're going to answer four different answers. They're going to say, Bechor is similar to Master Shani, and therefore you don't bring it to Jerusalem today. And they're going to knock that out. They're going to say it doesn't work out. And they're going to say, Bikurim, they're going to knock that out. They're going to bring a verse, and they're going to bring a, a, a combination yeah. of those to say that Master Shani, you don't have to bring it today. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be. And through there, we're going to learn his view on Bikurim. Again, so start it. Bechor ton hava makom, maser sheni ton hava makom. So you can connect them. Uma bechor ino elavifnei abayit, af maser ino elavifnei abayit. So these two, if the tra- bechor, these both have to transport to Jerusalem. <coughs> and we know that bechor, you don't bring to Jerusalem today. So maser sheni, you don't bring okay. to Jerusalem today. So those seem similar. So we can learn out. You know, we answered his question. They're gonna say. They're gonna say no. It's pro- malah bechor she kento und matandami ve'morim legabemis beth. Now, Bechor, you bring Bechor to Jerusalem because the Bechor is more stringent. It's uh, it's something that's more, it's more stringent. I don't know how to... Uh, this is more stringent. You have to bring... Because you, you have to bring there the blood and the innards on the, on the altar. So maybe for Bechor, uh, you don't bring the Bechor to Jerusalem. You have to bring the Bechor to Jerusalem today because it's something like... Uh, maybe something very holy or something like that. It's... It's more stringent than Meiser Shani? Well, I don't know if it's stringent. I'm using the wrong word. But Bechor, Bechor you don't bring to the temple. We can try to understand why. Bechor you don't bring to the temple because um, you don't, because you have to, it's different than, it's different than Maser Shani, first off. I don't know if it's more Hamor or not. But they're not similar in that Bechor is different than you bring, you bring a Morina and a Dom. You bring its innards and you bring the blood on the, on the altar. So, I'm not sure if it's more stringent or not stringent, but it's not similar, completely similar to Because because Masochini you can replace with with monetary value, right? So okay. so you can so whether the temple is there or not, you can you can bring the monetary value. The the behold, if the temple doesn't exist, I cannot carry out. There's no replacement. There's no instead of. Okay. Right. So so the. the I, was, I could be. I was just thinking that 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 maybe. You need, yeah. Okay. I require the presence of the temple in order to bring the Bechol. Yeah. Because without the presence of the temple, I have no altar. Without the altar, I don't have where to put the the, the physical yeah. Bechol. Mas, I was thinking there's a Hamor and a Kal here. But I was thinking like if you have this, this needs to go to the temple because this is something that's that's very holy. It goes. On, it needs to be on the altar. Exactly. It's similar what you're saying. It's a similar. Maser Shani, I can replace the, the monetary value and go spend it in Jerusalem. So this good doesn't go to Jerusalem. Maybe Maser Shani, it will go to Jerusalem. So that's not a proof. That's easy, right? The, 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 yeah. the non-existence of the temple does not prevent me from doing Maser Shani in principle. Yeah. The non-existence of the temple prevents me from bringing the whole. Yeah. All right, cool. So we said, yeah. If we said before, you don't bring. We wanted to say that equals monster shini, but then we said it doesn't equal because the inner is in the blood. 
I'm guessing that they do the same with Bikurim because I don't have to do Anacha, Kriya mm-hmm. with okay, Mazel so Shini. I'm guessing. Say it again, what are you going to say? Yeah, Bikurim. Bikurim, I, I, again, I, I require the... Pre- I need the Azara. I need to, put, to do Anacha at, 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 a, at a minimum. Yeah, you have to do Anacha. And so if there's no Azara, if there's no temple, yeah. I cannot do it. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Mazel Shini, same story. I can just bring the money and I can spend it into Jerusalem. Uh, that's what I'm guessing. Yeah. Bikurim, Yuchiach. Okay, they're going to. That's the answer, actually. Okay. Bikurim, uh, we say Bikurim, you don't bring. And we can prove from there. We can prove from there to Maser Shini. So why can we prove from there, though? Why are we, why are we saying that? Why are we saying that they, 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 you will be able to prove from there one to the other? Like, what's the assumption that these are connected? Do you understand, like, my question? Hmm. It's food that's eaten in Jerusalem. It's food that's eaten in Jerusalem. It's just conceptually. There's no verse or something, anything. At this point, it's just as far. These are similar. This is food that's brought to Jerusalem. This is and food that's brought... To, yeah, that's what they said before. How about Makom, right? Right. How about Makom? You transport... This, these two are similar, and you both transport them, right? Agree me transport... And this you transport, so you think they're similar, right? But then they're going to add, no. This is, you don't just transport this, also needs to be placed in the altar. That's just like what you said. Placed, said, yeah. placed in Azara. No altar. No Azara. No yeah, no Azara. No but this doesn't, exactly. isn't dependent on the altar. That's the same yeah, thing, right? Yeah, same. Right. I think this is a better way to, to draw this. This says one, this says one, but this is two. That's how they're different. Mm-hmm. Oh, this, right, right. This is transport, that's transport. We thought they were equal. Yeah. But then we added on this other one, and we said they're not equal. Same thing here. We thought these were equal. If we add on this other one, it makes it more dependent on the temple. I think that's clear. Mm-hmm. All right, now we're going to have a verse. So, again, we're back to saying that there's no proof that you don't have to bring Maser Shani today. Uh, so, now we're going to just ditch the, uh, the whole... Like like the hakesh thing analogy, yeah. We're gonna go straight to a pasuk, which is I think this is pretty strong. So if you look at this pasuk, it's very strong. Look at uh, verse four. The verse connects them. Bechor and Maser. That's pretty strong, I think. Not just through Svara. So we say, okay, maybe they're different. They're different. Um, but we're back. Now we're back to Bechor. Now we're back to Bechor equals. We're back to Bechor equals um, Maser Shini, but we have a verse now. But there's a verse that connects them. Let's see how this holds up. The Kishma said, "Bechor Mabechor." Be mita lifroch. So, okay, this is uh, we're gonna see. Okay, that's the end of the brayta. So they accept the verse. This verse approach teaches us that Maser Sheni you don't bring today, right? Before, uh, before you don't bring, and Maser don't bring. So we learn out Mazer Shini, you don't break. That's the Maskana of the Brayta. That's the bottom line. But we're interested in this part. Right? For our needs, we're interested in this. Because we want to see Rav Sheshit holds like Rabbi Ishmael. Rabbi Ishmael says you don't have to place. So where's this, how do we know that you don't have to place today? Because it's all about placing, it's not about calling. Because he said, what about Bikurim? They're different than. than, than Maser um, Sheni, because they are dependent on being placed in the Azara. He could have said they're dependent on being placed and having the Kriya. Mm-hmm. He didn't say that. So from here, you learn his approach, and this is what's relevant for us. That it's all about placing and not about calling. Mm-hmm. That's what they're going to say here. Um, yeah. We meet a leaf for so they should have asked. Right? If if he really, uh, you know, if he, 
Um, it, it should have asked when they said Bikurim are different than than Maser Shani. They said because Bikurim you need Hanachava Kriya, but they didn't say you need Kriya. So here we understand that Rishmael was like Rav Sheshet. But then they're going to say, uh, not so quick. Marbe Ashi Naidi Kuva Leka Leka Mitzvah Mileka Vleima Mitzvah Valifroch. Yeah. So, okay, so he said place in the Azara. Um, but he could also say, he could still hold that, um, he could, we, even if he, he could have easily said also, Hanachan uh, Kriya. And this isn't a proof that his verse, that his opinion is that it's enough to just have placing. Why? Because even he holds you have to do Kriya. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just not obligatory. So he wouldn't just state like the Bdievit situation. He could have stated, he should have stated Kriya. And there must be a reason why he's saying only Hanachah here. Meaning, I can't prove from here that his view is it's enough to just place it. Oops. Um, I can't say here from here it's enough to just place it because um, he, should, he also should be stating uh, Kriya because L'Chathchili you're supposed to do Kriya. So there must be a reason why he didn't mention Kriya. Meaning I could hold also that he holds you need to do Kriya. Yeah, right. He holds you need to do Kriya. Maybe he didn't bring it here for a certain reason. Everybody should have wrote he said to do Kriya. He didn't write it. So there must be a reason why he didn't put Kriya here. And they're going to say the reason is that there's somebody in the world who doesn't have to do Kriya. Maybe think about who that might be. Um, the, the content of the Kriya is about, um, about you're part of the nation and that you're, you're bringing uh, your you're, forefathers. Um, what? Convert, yeah. yeah. So when you're reading the Kriya, uh, the Kriya says, um, it talks about your, your forefathers were left to Egypt. Mm-hmm. And so the convert doesn't have to do the Kriya. So, so when he stated... You have to place it. It doesn't mean that he's categorically saying that all you have to do, it's enough to place it. He might also hold it to place it and also do Kriya. But maybe he was saying place it just to cover everybody, even the convert. So you don't have a proof from here. Is that clear? Kind of? mm-hmm. yeah. I don't have a proof from here that Rabbi Shesh, it's like Rabbi Ishmael. Maybe Rabbi Ishmael also holds you need, uh, you also need Kriya. You need Kriya also. He, maybe he holds you need Kriya. Why did he say um, it's enough to have Hanakha? Because he was talking about like Cover the the bottom line. Every all the people who need Hanaka, oh. also the convert. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Let's see, uh, let's see this. Because it's not something that's that's relevant for everybody. He didn't write it down in the Mishnah, but really he didn't write it down in the Brayta. But really he holds. He could really hold. You need placing and you need calling out doing the kriya. He didn't put it there, not because he categorically thinks you don't need it, but because he was trying to cover everybody, uh, just to bring the most uh, most stable case that every, applies to everybody. So, so there's no proof that Rav Sheshit is, uh, Rabbi Shmuel is Rav Sheshit's source. Mm-hmm. They don't really go back to that, they just keep going. So they don't, they don't end up bringing Rav Sheshit's source. It's like interesting. You could just say Rav Sheshit goes like Rabbi Ezra Yaakov, you could say he goes by Chamim, but they, they kind of like leave this alone. All right, but now we're going to go. Okay. So let's leave this, uh, this limud from the Pasuk. And let's go to B'me'atzad. Right. So the last direction they're going to try to say is like this. I know Bechor and Bikurim don't work by themselves. But maybe they'll work together. They both have, this one has, uh, this is transport and innards. This was transport, this is also transport and transport. That's a similarity. But this has another one, this has, you place an other one, right? So, there's a concept like, if you can sometimes add Two things that, that have exceptions, and because they have except, there are different types of exceptions. The exceptions cancel each other out. Because sometimes the exception isn't like isn't something that's um, germane to, to them specifically. Um, if that's the right word. Um, you have these two things, and they have a certain exception: innards and place in Azara. But sometimes these will cancel each other out because they have a similarity. They bro- these are both don't aren't brought 
to Jerusalem today. And it could be for another reason. Uh, it might just be because these, these specific things could be for an, another... It could be that it's a general idea that they're not brought to Jerusalem, not because of these specific things, if they're not mm-hmm. similar. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. But, mm-hmm. um, so we're going to say, well, these are very similar. These are, these are about Mizbeach. Mm-hmm. Because they're about Mizbeach, you can't learn from these two together. That's something else. So it needs to be a little bit unpacked there, but let's see what I'm saying. This concept of Matzad, the side, the, the side uh, that they have similar. Um, the, they both have connection to the Mizbeach, so this doesn't have its... Master uh, Shane doesn't have a connection to the Mizbeach, so you don't bring it. So another ask, going back to ask another question. I say, um, what was his opinion? What was uh, Rabbi Ishmael's opinion? So why is he assuming? Because we have this whole assumption that before um, you don't transport to Jerusalem, and from there you learn out to, to the, from there you learn out to uh, Master Shani, right? Mm-hmm. But where, is it, where does he? Why does he assume that before you don't bring to Jerusalem? That's what they're going to ask. They go, if if you hold that the kedusha, the original kedusha, before the destruction, is still continuing. So because even a, even a Bechor you should bring to Jerusalem, right? If, the, if there's still holiness in Jerusalem, never left because of the, even though there's destruction of the temple, so you should, bring, you should even bring the Bechor. Why is it assuming that we don't bring the Bechor? If there's no Kedusha in Jerusalem, not the same Kedusha, then he should be asking a question about Bechor also. Why is he starting as Bechor is, the, is the, like the assumption and you're from there you're extending it to Maser Shini? Really it's not doesn't have the same kedusha in Jerusalem. So, what's the case, though? I agree with you that really, if it's not kedusha, I shouldn't have to bring it to Jerusalem. Right, so, second, so again, so, so when we're talking at Bechor, this Bechor, um, if, it was, if it was holy in Jerusalem, you still have to bring it. If it's not holy in Jerusalem, you don't have to bring it. So, it's a specific type of Bechor. They're minimizing the case. It's not all Bechor, a specific type of Bechor. And like I say, it's a Bechor that you spill, you, you spill the blood, you, you did the libations before the temple is destroyed. And now the meat's left over. The meat's still edible. Um, and you're, you're asking now, what do you do? And the temple was destroyed after the blood was spilled on the altar. Um, the meat's here, but there's no temple. So do we go by status now that you wouldn't bring it? Or do we go by the status from when the meat, when the when this blood was spilled, where the temple was up? Mm-hmm. So this is a specific case where you're able, to, you're able to create some sort of connection between the Bechor and the temple when there's no temple, because mm-hmm. before the blood was spilt. That's what they're going to say. That's what they're going to say. Um, so if there's a pasuk here, this is pasuk, uh, um, pasuk 6, it says, pasuk 5 was the pasuk with the ger. Atetlana. But pasuk Tuk six is where it connects Dom to 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 the Basar, mm-hmm. and there's a ke- can, uh, the hekesh in that pasuk in the Shlamim. So um, from there you see that, and, and Bahor, so they <coughs> see they're connected. Okay, um, okay. So so we have two hekeshes here. Okay, we have what's the word used? The hekesh, the uh, analogies, mm-hmm. two analogies. Okay, what's it, so what's what are we doing here? We have this case here of Bahor. And we said this was a, uh, we learned Bechor out from an uh, analogy in the Pasuk between blood and, and the meat. Right, that's the Bechor we're dealing with at this point. This Bechor is a Hekesh itself, which means an analogy. Because it's blood, blood, meat. If its blood was spilled earlier, then, then its meat is also, uh, then we go by, then we go by. What was the answer, actually? But his blood was spilled earlier. Matamu Mizbeach. You need the Mizbeach for the... So you couldn't bring it in. So we have a Hekesh here, and then we're doing another Hekesh. We want to do, we're doing, we want to do another Hekesh to... to uh, oh, I'm sorry. 
We accepted the pursuit, right? Mm -hmm. So here's a head catch. And we're doing another head catch. We're connecting. Mm -hmm. We connected in the Bechor an internal head catch between blood and meat. Mm -hmm. Then we have another head catch between the Bechor to <coughs> the uh, from, uh, it was a similar, uh, from, because they were in the same Pasuk. Mm -hmm. Are we saw that? So they're going to say there's a concept in coaching that you can't do a he you can't learn a hekesh from a hekesh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know why. There's a concept like that in coaching. It's in in zvachim. Uh, there's zvachim. You, you, you don't learn one from the other. Um, so uh, you can't do that. So they're going to say ah maser dagan chulinhu. So not all Maser is Kodesh. You have Maser Dagan, that's Chulin, so you can learn a Hekesh from a Hekesh because this is Chulin. We got to the next stop. Next stop, Mood. All right. So they're going to say, you can't learn a Hekesh from a Hekesh. So they're going to say, because this is Chulin, I can, you can't learn a hekesh from a hekesh. I, I can, but this is cool, and I can learn the pulling from before. But they're going to say uh, that, that works out if you if this concept of the batar lamed azlina, you go after this hekesh. But if you say you can't learn a hekesh from a hekesh, and we, we're talking about the first hekesh, mm -hmm. so th this is kochim. All right, so you, so you can't learn a hekesh from a hekesh. So I didn't. I didn't learn a hekesh from a. I didn't learn a hekesh from a hekesh. I didn't learn the pulling. I, learned, I didn't learn a hekesh from a hekesh. I learned chulin from a hekesh. Or if you say the emphasis on the beginning, you can't learn a hekesh from a hekesh. I, I did do that. I learned chulin from coaching. That is an issue. So, uh, So really, I'm going to just downplay this and say this isn't a hekesh. This is just one big thing of blood and meat. And it's all one pasuk. So I, I'm able to... So in the end... They're upholding this. This is it. This is the answer. This is what we need. This is Rabbi Ishmael's approach. He, this didn't work because um, they have it sat in bath. This didn't work. This didn't work. This is the view. And uh, his, the final maskana is that um, you don't bring today. You don't bring Master Shini today because um, you learn out Bachor appears in the same Pasuk. And it's, you can learn it out because it's not Hekesh Mina Hekesh. But the problem is, and he doesn't. This isn't the view of uh, Rav Sheshit because we saw that um, he could also need Kriya also. Because mm -hmm. right. he wrote ha uh, Hanacha, but Hanacha could just be because he's talking about the, the convert. That's... that's <laughs> All right. Three minutes. Uh, <laughs> that was a hard gemara. I can just mm. get to that in a second. Kotshe um, Kodashim. Okay, we can get a little, a few chunks here. So... Uh, there's a in third on the mission in thirteen a. It says Yogima al Mudalif. It says talks about um, it talks about you, that you can't eat tamesh uh, chalta kodesh. Some a tameh. Um, in, in thirteen, in the Mishnah it says, "This is Tanina Chalazima, Maser Shini Vekdesh Lenifdu." So on one hand, in our in our Mishnah at seventeen a, it says, "Kodesh Kodeshim, you can't eat holy things um, in uh, outside of the outside of outside of the temple outside of the outside of the temple." That's one statement. Another statement is um, in thirteen a is you can't. Uh, and it's against Tanina. We already learned in thirteen a. We already learned this law because it says there, "Maser Shini Vekdesh Lenifdu." You can't eat hekdesh that wasn't. It says there you can't eat hekdesh that wasn't uh, redeemed. That's apparently uh, outside the temple. So we have two statements that seem the same. You can't eat kodesh kodeshim outside the temple. <coughs> That's our mishnah. And thirteen a it says you can't eat kodesh and master shini hekdesh that weren't redeemed outside the temple. So it seems like this is repetitive. So they're going to say marbiosi barchanina seifa b'master shini tahor b'gavra tahor. The ka'achil chutz the choma. Reishu b'master shini b'tameh b'gavra tameh. 
v'ka'achel le b'yerushalayim. So they're going to explain these two cases as, as, a, as pertaining to two different situations. The, uh, the, the Seifa, meaning our Mishnah, it's talking about Kodshei Kodashim, it's talking about Maser Shini Tahor, this is the case we're understanding. They go outside of the walls, you can't eat it, it's forbidden. Um, you, you can't eat Maser Shini outside the walls. That's a simple case for your Tahor. The case in 13a, which is talking about Hekdesh uh, and Shalini, they weren't, they weren't, they weren't um, redeemed, Reisha, it's talking about a different case. Is that you can't, uh, someone who's Tameh can't eat the Master Shini in Jerusalem um, if, if they didn't redeem it and remove, and remove its Tameh status. So it's like, there's two different cases. Some, it's a case of someone who's Tahor outside of Jerusalem. They can't eat Master Shini outside of Jerusalem. They have a case of someone who's Tameh inside Jerusalem, and they didn't do a, a redemption outside Jerusalem to, to like undo their the Tuma aspect in their food, and now they're eating in Jerusalem. And so these are two different laws. Okay. Um, Alright, we're at 01. So do you have to go over five minutes? Yeah. Or you have to go? Or? I do, but... Uh, okay. Let's do another five minutes to get, or another three, three, four minutes just to get another chunk here, so we can feel like, all right, take care, we'll get down here. Um, so how do I know that you're chayav on? Uh, so now we're just asking a general question. Now that we answered that, we said that there is a case where you're you eat the Mishnah. Okay, our Mishnah, which is our Mishnah. No, it's not our Mishnah. The Mishnah thirteen A was talking about a case where. One second. Um, which case is which, actually? Ariosi. Seifa. The Seifa is Master Okay. The Reisha. 13A was talking about Maser Sheni that's eaten in Jerusalem when you're Tameh. So apparently they understand you get Malkos for that, okay? How do I know that? How do I know that if you're Tameh and you eat Maser Sheni, you get Malkos for that? What's the, what's the source for that? That's what they're going to go into here. Yeah, Amer. Tuma. The Tanya. It says in a bright there, Abishimun Omer, Lobi Artimenu Betameh. I didn't remove it. I didn't separate it when it, when I was tameh. So bein shani tameh v'hu tahor bein shani tahor v'hu tameh v'echem musar l'chilai eni yodea. There's a statement of Rabbi Shimon. Okay, he's saying I know that I when, from the statement that the kriya itself says lo biarti b'menu b'tameh. When I was tameh, I didn't I didn't separate it. I didn't separate these. Um, this is a this is a this is a different. I think this is the kriya of Master Shani, right? There's two different kriyas, right? Lobiarti and Abitameh, that's talking about Master Shani. Anyway, there's, or maybe speaker, I don't know. There's a kriya that's Lobiarti and Abitameh. I didn't separate it when, it was tame, when I was Tameh. That's talking about Nagia. But how do I know that you can't eat it when you're Tameh? I still don't know. Abishimah still doesn't know. So they're going to try to figure it out, though. So they're gonna they're gonna discuss it. Well, what he, what didn't he know? Tumadaguf, it's clear. It's a pasuk that says you can't eat when your body's tameh. So that's not what Rabbi Shimon didn't know. He knew that you can't eat when you're not when your body's tameh. The hejiktiv nefeshetigabo with tameh ada erb veloyachamikodashim el tumat atzmo minai. So how does he know from from the thing itself? And so he knows that um, we know that when you're tameh, your body's tameh. You can't eat, eat from it. There's a pasuk nefesh asher tigabo. Then your your yourself, your nefesh that touched it, um, and, and that you then you can't eat it. So then we learn that this is a pasuk here um, eight nefesh tigabo with tamara er kochi. So someone who touched something tameh, you can't eat mina kochi. That's a simple reading. That's a simple thing. So this is kochi. So we know that. But they're going to ask, what about when the thing when you're pure? But the object is tameh. How do, how do I learn that? This is talking about nefesh. That you're you're tameh. I don't know the thing. The chefza is impure. Tumat atzmo minayin dichtiv lo tuchal echol b'sharecha lahalo no mer b'sharecha tochleno atameh v'tahor v'tanya adarav yishmael afil tameh v'tahor ochlim b'kerachat ve'choshin v'kamar achmana ve'ech tameh b'shari lach gabei tahor hatam hachalo lo techel. So if you see, um, take a look at. Um, uh, verse nine and ten. <clears throat> verse nine is talking about uh, again. It's talking about You can't eat outside of your share in your sharim. All these things. We saw that pasuk. Another pasuk talks about um, 
is talking about uh, it was talking about a specific thing uh, a blemished firstborn verse 10 is talking about blemished firstborn mm-hmm. a blemished firstborn you can eat it even the tamana to her together someone who's tamana to her they can eat from the same kara this blemished firstborn so we see here that a tamet can eat it and that's why the pasuk in 9 says lotuchalechol b'sharecha you can't eat what was originally allowed to eat. What, what, uh, you can't eat similar to something that was eat, that can be eaten in Sharecha in a similar way. So we saw that a Bechor that's blemished can be eaten in Sharecha, a Tameva Tahor. And the verse 9 says you can't do that with regards to, uh, with regards to uh, a Tame uh, uh, Maaser. Mm-hmm. That's how they're going to learn out that, that if the thing's impure itself, you can't eat it out. You can't eat it because. Uh, because because it says lotuchal, you can't do what you usually do with a blemished firstborn. Mm-hmm. So let's read that inside. Tumaratzmo minayin diktiv lotuchal lechol b'sharecha. Lahalanu omer lotuchal lechol b'sharecha. Lahalanu omer b'sharecha tochleno atameva tahor. So if the blemished uh, firstborn, it's tameh, it's tameh, you, you can eat tameh and tahor together. Tameh and tahor can eat together. Um, even the tahor can eat it, right? So just like the Tameh is permitted Sharilach Tahor, Hatam Hachalotoh. Just like the Tameh Sharilach, Gabe Tahor, Hatam, Hachalotoh. So there a Tameh could uh, you could eat Tameh could eat it and a Torah could eat it. Here that's not the case. And so therefore you learn that if the thing itself is tameh, you can't do that with regards to, to maaser. Only thing is, is when the tameh and the tahor eating together, it's talking about the people. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's talking about the tahor that's eating the uh, the blemished uh, bechor. I get. I don't know. But it says I don't know. You understand? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. So. Okay. What time is it? Uh, uh, well, let's just go. <laughs> All right. Halfway there. Okay, we'll have to run a little bit more tomorrow.